You're now listening to the Live Different Podcast with Matt Wilson. All right, guys. Dave Nelson with Milestone Mind. Super excited about my conversation today with Matt Wilson, founder of Under 30 Experiences, among other things, which Matt can absolutely get into for you. Uh, Lots to talk about. I really admire Matt a lot. He is someone who has really defined what his life could look like and then pursued it, put into action, and every day wakes up and tries to make a difference through how he's living and sharing that with other people. So really excited to have Matt on today. To kick it off, uh, I wanted to start with a portion of Under 30 Experiences mission, and it goes like this. Solo travel is one of the best ways to learn about yourself and see the world, but it doesn't mean you have to be alone or that you have to figure it all out on your own. Matt, welcome, my friend. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Matt, that quote plays right into our desires as people for novelty, forging new relationships. But in your opinion, what is it about travel that creates headspace for people, as well as a sense of connection, not just with those that they travel with, but the places that they travel? I mean, I think it goes back to kind of what you started to explain with the quote is that you don't have in in life in general you don't have to be out there and do it on your own and that's why we talk about starting a travel community instead of starting a travel company i think it's it's really important we talk internally and with our community with our travelers about look uh we there is a human need to break our routine to get out and experience new sights and new sounds and how that is able to affect our brain by experiencing new cultures and moving our body in new ways that we're just not used to doing every day and that sent me personally on a path of self-discovery uh, and and have been now all over the world and started this uh, amazing travel community and now have so many friends who are very different from one another, but their core values are are very similar. And uh, it's just made a tremendous impact on on my life. And uh, I'm I'm happy to be paying that forward to other people. You know, obviously, you didn't start off this way. You, like a lot of other people, came out of school and got right into a job where you showed up nine to five, you put your slacks on, you button your shirt up, and you know you answered to a boss. Can you take us on a journey of starting under 30 experiences, having come from the finance world previous to it? Yeah, so uh, I will say that I went to school uh, at Bryant University. I know that you are a New England guy yourself, and uh, you know how it can be. It's all over the world, right? Every small town has fairly close-minded people, but um, it just seems like sometimes in New England, you get the people who they're just not moving out of these little towns and they went to Bryant but they still went home on the weekends and uh, now Bryant has a great international business program but even then I wasn't interested in that and uh, I don't I, I don't really know why I just was caught up with what all my peers were doing and so I went and uh, got an internship with a hedge fund and I worked 
a summer in actually in 2007 when I just got to see the whole bottom fall out of the market uh, into 2008. And it was an eye-opening experience for me just to see uh, well, it's interesting when you aspire to, oh, yeah, I could be a hedge fund manager and be super wealthy and uh, have this glamorous life. And then you just literally get to see the pain and suffering that these people went through. And of course, nobody feels bad for those guys. Uh, you know, nobody feels bad for the 1%. But just to see the amount of stress and everything that uh, <laughs> that the people in these types of organizations were going through, I was like, all right, this is not for me. And so I graduated from school and I turned down those full-time job offers. And I said, you know what, I want to strike out do something on my own. So my uh, business partner and co-founder, Jared O'Toole, and I started a website for entrepreneurs called Under 30 CEO. And still, you know, you're young and impressionable and you get into the fast lane uh, in startups. And uh, Dave, you and I were talking a little bit about this before the episode started recording, but you get it's easy to get caught up in uh, this whole startup life and grinding and trying to make your startup work and not running out of money and doing all the things that you need to do to be successful in a in a small business, especially a tech startup, especially working in these co-working spaces and you're kind of in this do or die mentality and all that is great, but it really started to wreak havoc on my lifestyle and on my, and I don't mean lifestyle in as I was broke, uh, although I certainly was, but I'm talking <laughs> about just going out and, you know, needing an outlet and going out and partying in New York all the time and uh, being around people who had these super inflated sense of ego and self and uh, thought that their stupid little app company was going to change the world and it just wasn't and uh it took me a while to see through that because I just wanted to go to the next tech party and be around these venture capitalists and all this glitz and glamour uh, that, you know, no, most of those startups aren't actually making any money. They don't actually even have a product. They're just built on ideas and, and venture capital. And uh, anyway, after some ups and downs in that regard, I just decided to go out and travel. I got invited on a trip to Iceland and it was just mind-blowing uh, seeing volcanoes and glaciers and the northern lights and uh, the, just a connecting with people who wanted more out of life than just getting caught up in uh, the rat race, whatever rat race you decide, whether it's a, a uh, fancy one like Wall Street or, or startups or whether it's just regular old corporate America, uh, it just wasn't sustainable. It was not a life choice that I wanted to, to make. And so I said, you know what, I'm just going to pack it up, start traveling, adopt minimalism, and I've never looked back. It's interesting because we were talking about the shared working space situation and how I actually worked in one as well at one point in time. And I found it irritating to work in that situation, not because we weren't all going for the same thing. It's the means of which we all go for it, which I found frustrating. It's 
clear that people want achievements. It's a human need in a lot of ways. It's clear people want to be related to other greats. Okay, that's fine. The pursuit of that, though, is where I feel like so much of that gets missed. And we give up all the other values and the things that really matter to us as people, such as connection, conversation, uh, community, selflessness, giving and receiving, etc. You know, really how we were sort of evolved, if you will. And I, I go into this a little bit in my other episodes, but how did you get to that point where you're like, okay, what I want, I think is noble, meaning I do want a certain level of success in my life that I can be proud of. How I'm going after it, though, maybe isn't something I'm that proud of anymore. How did you make that shift mentally and how did you finally get to this place where you started embarking upon Under 30 CEO and Under 30 Experiences, ultimately getting to where you're today? Was there a, a definitive moment? Was it a process? You know, Can you help people through that? Sure. I, I think, and I don't want to come on here and just give a bad rap to startups and the people who are working so hard to innovate uh, all across the world. And I don't want to sit here and talk bad about New England or, or New York. But for me, getting out of New York City was huge. If you're talking about trying to surround yourself uh, with the right people who are in things for the right reasons and um, having meaningful connections, that just was not working for me in New York for a number of reasons. But my friends were caught up in doing whatever people in New York City do. It's just that was just where I was. And I'm not saying you can't find real connections sure. in New York by any means. Uh, but I needed to surround myself with people whose priorities were different because, yeah, just the just the typical. All right. Well, uh, I need to make money so I can buy a house and buy a ring and uh, do all of that stuff. Uh, it just was, again, it just was not working. So for me, it came out of frustration. Uh, but going out and trying to have experiences for myself, like traveling, I mean, I went to Iceland, I went then after that to Costa Rica, I went to Nicaragua, I went to Indonesia, uh, I went to Taiwan, I was able to travel across Europe. And I took that opportunity and started doing things in these places that I really enjoyed rather than just going to the bar after work with the same friends and having the same conversations. And it was starting to practice yoga, developing a meditation practice, learning to surf, spending time in nature, uh, looking inward, starting to really work on myself and my mindset and my psychology and my personal development into my nutrition on and on. And that just became a rabbit hole that I never wanted to stop pursuing. And, and now my life is about trying to constantly improve. And I share in that notion when you have a dream to go create something, I think that's a universal human tendency. So it's not so much about disparaging one geographic location over the other. I think hopefully what the point is that you're trying to get across is more. And what I'm hoping to get across is that most people that see sustained success 
from my conversations with hundreds of different founders, be it on this show as well as through our work, is it does come from a place of an authentic narrative. It comes from this place from within first, meaning it was this internal journey first that ultimately led them to whatever venture it is that they're doing. It wasn't so much a, well, here's plan A, plan B, let me analytically look at this and make my decision. It was more, I can't do anything else but be myself. And from doing that has come, in your case, under 30 experiences, in other people's cases, other organizations, they found it. And I think it's an important point to call out. It's not that we don't want to go create things. It's more, here's a piece of advice that could potentially help you create something that sustains itself and that can be successful because ultimately that's what we want. And maybe we can reduce that failure rate of startups in essence by by maybe heeding some of the advice or even just some of the, the story that you're sharing with us right now. With that, as you went to travel and you had these experiences and you were connecting with new people and creating new friendships, was there an aha moment where you're like, yes, under 30 experiences? Or how did that sort of come to be? No, there, there absolutely was the aha moment and uh, I wrote about this recently I don't know if you if you saw it or actually it might not even be out yet I think it might even come out uh, on Monday on the under 30 experiences blog but it was about uh, my very first trip to Iceland and I went with my friend Siggy who was Icelandic who I met on that trip and he took me to the top of the Hekla volcano and we went in his huge super jeep and uh, he has a lot of Icelandic traditions and when he gets to the top of a, a mountain that he climbs he always takes out his little flask of whiskey and a cigar and he really appreciates it and he really uh, takes that moment to reflect and I was literally on top of a glacier having a, a whiskey with my friend Siggy looking at the sun set at about 11 p.m. Uh, there in Iceland over the Eyjafjallajökull volcano that erupted in 2010 and stopped all the air traffic between North America and Europe and I was just like what am I doing with my life? Why? Why am I not doing this more often? Like these oh, are yeah, those, that awesome. those moments. Go, yeah. Can we go right now, actually? Yeah, sure, sure. Let's let's go. Fire up the jets. Uh, I mean, Boston to Boston to Reykjavik. Actually, I joke about the jet, but Boston to Reykjavik is a pretty cheap flight on on Iceland Air. And um, man, when you have that kind of impactful moment, I was like. Siggy, like, tell me about your life uh, or your story. How did he, you know, he was a guide and he told me, well, somebody just came and knocked on my door in 2010 when that volcano erupted and said, hi, I'm here from the BBC. I hear you're on the Icelandic rescue team and that you can bring me to the top of this volcano. And he was like, yeah, I, I could do that. And he took him up there and he was like, wait, I could be getting paid for this. I could do this for a living. And uh, so when I heard his story, I said, Siggy, well, what if I tried to bring some North Americans over here uh, to Iceland on a retreat? Because we had this blog under 30 CEO, uh, which had a massive following at the time. We were peaking out of about half a million monthly readers and uh, that was really was it was difficult it was long hours behind of a computer behind a computer and uh, you know it's it 
being a blogger is not all it's cracked up to be, but we had able we were able to establish that trust where that trip sold out. I partnered with Ziggy there in Iceland to help me run my first trip. And uh, Jared, my co-founder from Under 30 CEO, was on board to to give this a shot. And uh, yeah, that was the aha moment. And, and once I started paying it forward to other people, I was like, whoa, this was an incredible time. I made really good friends from that trip. Uh, we connected on a on a level that is not like the bar at New York where you just talk about, I don't know, your relationships or your job or, or whatever. Petty, you know, it stays very superficial. No, this, mm-hmm. was, this was a week with awesome people talking about life um, and experiencing life. So I was hooked. That sounds fantastic. And I can only imagine the you know, when you don't have that type of connection for a, a long period of time and then you get it, it's life-giving. It's healing in a lot of ways because it goes right after what people, I think, want in their work, yet work in today's society in a lot of situations is a means to an end, but it's such a huge consumption, such a huge piece of what we do on a day-to-day basis that it's tough to make those moments in your life to get those real sort of authentic, raw connections with people. So that's super cool, Matt. You say on your site, it says, we provide an authentic cultural experience with plenty of time to chill, giving you more time to explore and less time in the van. And uh, I like to say that sounds metaphorical in a way. And I think it translates well with creating that authentic narrative for one's life and ultimately for the mindset towards that narrative. Might this translate to what we want out of our careers and and lives ultimately? That's interesting. I never thought of that as a metaphor, Um, especially the van part. But look, a lot of people are bogged down in their just their morning commute and driving somewhere that they don't necessarily want to go and have to spend the whole day indoors and uh, there are a lot of amazing things that you can work on indoors and that people are extremely passionate about and that need working on and there are a lot of big problems uh, all across the globe that need solving. And yeah, absolutely, you should be in the office and, and doing that. And that is life's work to be proud of. But <laughs> I just want to make sure that people actually gave it some thought and didn't just, you know, get handed that diploma. Uh, when they came off the stage at whatever level of education they graduated from and then just got funneled into, well, this is what's next. And uh, so when you're an entrepreneur, of course, you develop this mindset of going out and being able to do whatever you want every day and naming your own schedule and uh, building the life that you want and the business that you want. But I think that everybody, regardless if they're an entrepreneur or not, needs to start to reevaluate what their priorities are, what they really want out of life and and, uh, re-engineer, maybe starting from their values, reverse engineer, what they want to do on maybe their hundred years on this planet and what they want to accomplish, uh, because otherwise you just you just get caught up and uh, next thing you know you you're not able-bodied to be able to do the things that you and I love to do, Dave. Right, 
Yeah, and that scares the crap out of me personally. So, you know, I don't want to be that old guy, you know, in the wheelchair being pushed. Knock on wood, I uh, hopefully the paradoxical thing happens. But you're like, man, I wish I went to Iceland one time, but I didn't. And now I'm being fed. No, that's not, you know, I do think it takes that deeper level of introspection to, to really lay it out. What matters to me? How do I want to go pursue that? And then when I look back on my life, am I able to say I didn't have regrets in doing so? And did I actually do it or did I just meander about it? And this isn't so much about you or me telling people what to think. It's more about this is a tool and technique I've used and you've used to gain that perspective that ultimately thrust you in the direction that you're in right now. And I think, you know, there is that period of time it's, you know, there's a great book called Crossing the Chasm. It's a startup book where you say, I'm going to make that decision, but now I got to make the leap. That leap is hard. There's no two ways about it. You know, there's a lot of anxiety, a part of that, a lot of fear, etc. How did you make that leap? Like, where did you finally just say, I'm making this leap and I'm sticking to it? And then how did you stay convicted to that path? I mean, for me, the leap was easy, but a lot of people out there, I would, I would honestly say, look at it more like baby steps. What can you do to improve your life every single day? And then you'll gain the confidence to make bigger and bigger moves. Um, so I didn't have, look, I was 22 years old uh, when we started under 30 CEO. So I didn't have anything to lose, right? I, I literally just deferred my uh, student loans with the government and told them that I was unemployed because, well, basically, I will, that's what that's what being an entrepreneur is in the beginning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I wasn't employed by anybody, and so uh, I don't suggest that to to anybody. But look, every day you can make those small decisions. That all all your small decisions uh, amass all the sum of all those decisions come out to the person who you actually are every single day. And uh, so, if it's just the decision, make the leap to get to the gym or make to make the leap to go on a hike this Saturday or make the leap to sit down and listen to your mind for 10 minutes tomorrow when you wake up and we can call it meditation. You know, there's just, there's so many mini leaps that people can make and those are the types of things, those are the types of practices that help me become more clear uh, and and make the leap to pack your lunch and save your money and eat good food that will fuel you to be more productive and not give you the uh, 2 or 3 p.m. nap time at your desk. And so you can leave 15 minutes earlier and get 15 minutes of sun and vitamin D. When I was fortunate enough to chat with you on your podcast, Live Different, you know, I know you're asking me a lot of questions around lifestyle and habits and how to get into a certain mindset to thrust yourself forward on a day-to-day -day basis. But I didn't have the chance to ask you this question, which I wanted to, which is clearly there's different ways to take many steps and there's different ways to take those mini leaps every day. And just getting started is the biggest difference between any of it. And unfortunately, a lot of people will create global pieces of work and never get started because that global piece of work just seems too daunting. It seems too big. But that all being said, you obviously have a lot of people that come travel with you, and I'm sure these types of topics come up. And what I was curious of trying to understand better is people know this in some cases. However, they struggle to 
adopt even a small practice on a day-to-day basis. Have there been any discussions around that on some of your trips, just ad hocly? And what are some of the struggles that people might come up with as to, yeah, I know I want to do this, but I don't. And I can psychoanalyze it with some of my background, but I'd rather not for the sake of this conversation. What I'd rather know is, like, I'm just curious what people might say. Like, I know I should get to the gym, uh, or I know I want to do this thing, this startup when I get back, and yet they don't get started. What are some of the struggles they talk about? Honestly, I think it all comes down to uh, surrounding yourself with that support group. To me, that makes all the difference, which is why I still place so much emphasis in my story of not being surrounded by the right people. Because once I started to go out there and I reevaluated what was important to me, those people, I attracted those people into my life, however you do it. You know, if I was seeing the wrong women in New York, as soon as I started hanging out at yoga studios instead of bars, all right, well, guess what? Uh, amazing women came into my life. I mean, right. that is just that that's just an easy, easy example, right? Some people can call it the law of attraction, but the stories that we're most proud of on these trips are the people who did things that they thought were insurmountable, uh, like just quitting smoking or uh, getting over anxiety or um, getting just totally transforming their lives, to be honest. They started with getting around the right people. And now that's what we see in our at under 30 experiences for the people who work at under 30. Now we're a team of, I think we're 22 people at this point. And now even within uh, our team, we see this and we've built a culture of personal development where everybody works on themselves so that they can then go out and pay it forward to other people. And I'm not saying that we have like 22 Tony Robbins here working for under 30. These are just people, uh, most of them were uh, tour guides or trip leaders or worked in hotel management or uh, worked at other startups. But once we got together and you realize the trickle down effect of doing something like packing your lunch so that you don't go to Taco Bell uh, and the what that how that sets the example for the people around you, that starts to be really important. So people on our trips, again, come with all sorts of different things. Yeah, I want to write, uh, I want to write a blog, or I wish I could start a podcast, or I want to make YouTube videos, or I want to start a nonprofit, or whatever. These types of things come up very organically, uh, because we just try to create a safe place for people to share. And when these things come up, it's about finding the right people who are going to encourage you uh, to be able to do so. And then that's when you start to be able to, when you fall down, you can get up more easily and you start the snowball effect, if you you see what I'm saying, not to be too cliche there. I think too, when I hear people say, I want to write a blog, I want to start a company, I want to do something that matters to me. What you said is advice that I would most likely share, which is starting with what matters to you most. And if you can start there and you start to understand your own internal desires and your own belief system, it starts to unfold that way as well. And sometimes that's the challenge. It's like, well, I'm going to go do this thing. But if you were to peel back the onion a little bit, 
is that really what you want to do? Or is that maybe what mom and dad would say for you to do? Or I want to go create this thing in this space. Is that really what you want to do? Or is that sort of an identity that you've carried with you since you were, you know, a college athlete and and you're still operating from that place yet life's very different for you now and your skills and capabilities are maybe different. So what new place might you want to start from at that point almost the re-engineering like you're talking about but it's that extra legwork that i think will separate people from sustained success versus never getting started and so hopefully you know in hearing that you did a lot of that work you did a lot of that legwork before you just kind of hopped head first to really understanding what mattered to matt not necessarily mom or dad it doesn't mean you don't love mom and dad it just means that I need to be good with my story. I need to be good with who I am and what I want to go put into the world. And there's going to be people that aren't happy about that. But I have to come to peace with that if I ultimately want that internal peace and satisfaction I'm going for. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Thank you. Yeah. So borrowing from your personal mission, Matt, when you hit the start button on under 30 experiences, how has it changed from then till now? So... At the very beginning, we were just a couple bloggers who had a good reach, and we invited uh, our readers of Under 30 CEO to come on a retreat with us, and it sold out, and the first one went just phenomenally. We had an amazing group of people that we were able to connect with. We're all still friends today. And uh, we see each other in various cities across the United States where, where most of us are from. But beyond, but beyond that, you know, we just started, the word just kind of got out, to be honest. People just started asking, wow, I'm seeing all your pictures on Facebook of you traveling to these amazing places. Like, what are you doing? Can you tell me? Or like, hey, I see your trips, but do you have to be under 30? Do you have to be a CEO? And we just said, no, just come. Like, these were friends of friends who seemed really cool and other people who needed this in their life. And that's the best proof of concept for a business, right, is when, first of all, you need it yourself. So it's born out of necessity because I certainly needed it. And then other people started to approach me about like, wow, I'd be really interested if you could organize a, a trip for for uh, me and some of my friends. And hey, I know someone else who I could connect you with who would be really into this. And that's how it, it just started growing and evolving. Uh, we opened under 30 experiences up to 21 to 35. And, and we say that we are an inclusive community rather than an exclusive community so we don't really care who comes it's just you know as long as you're young at heart you can absolutely come no you don't have to be a business owner a ceo in fact a lot of the feedback that we got on the trip was we really just needed a break from work and conversations about business will just happen naturally we don't need any programming this doesn't have to be a mastermind uh it although it can be look let's just all get together and have a good time and let the magic happen on its own and so that's what we did and friends of friends started asking about it and we put up more dates and as i started traveling the world i learned more about myself what other people could possibly be exposed 
opposed to, you know, I went to Bali and had an amazing cultural experience there. Uh, Peru and Machu Picchu, I got to experience high altitude and the magic of the Andes Mountains. And uh, people are just started to, to find us. And uh, that's how it started to grow um, and and morph and then we've had podcasters right like um, let's see we've got had the girls from Girls Gone Wad uh, my friend Daniel DiPiazza of Rich 20 something who's a, a blogger um, we had Julie Bauer from Paleo MG like uh, we've had yoga trips and these type of people said well I like what you're doing why don't we bring my community together and so we started our custom experiences and you know it just has become an amazing formula for awesome people and awesome places and we always say awesome people first because that's what's that's what's most important out there you can go anywhere but you want to have the right people around you so that's under 30 is a grown uh in leaps and bounds since that first day when you say awesome people, that's something that always strikes me as well through our work, which is most people are pretty awesome. Most people want the same thing in their lives, which is love, peace, happiness, satisfaction, understanding, acceptance, etc. What is it about traveling that fosters that and how might we be able to translate that to society today? It's a tough one, Matt, but I want you to, you know, to try. I'm glad that you asked. It's a really good point because it's something that I've I've considered quite a bit because we used to have an application process to come on our trips, and then we just realized that everybody was cool, and we we really only had to like kick out not kick out, but uh, we've had people who were 17 years old who wanted to come on the trip. And we said, you know, we really want it to be a little bit more adult. That's why we have it 21 years of age. Um, and what I realized was people come fresh. They're, they're starting over on this trip. They're, they're mainly solo travelers who come on these trips and they can be the person that they really want to be when they go out and travel and they're in this new setting with these types of groups. And it's an opportunity for them to reinvent themselves. Uh, you know, it's funny, I'm just thinking about it with myself, but you know, sure, my, my name has been Matt my whole life, but when I'm in Latin America and people call me Mateo, it's almost a, a completely different person that I developed once I set out on my own and it was the opportunity to just start fresh and it's it's been really relieving uh, and so people come and they show their best selves it's a bunch of strangers uh, so you don't want to embarrass yourself right off the bat and um, yeah, people, we say on our website, no divas, egos, or complainers to try to weed out people who are going to have unrealistic expectations. Uh, but yeah, you get on that plane and, and people leave their insecurities at home as well. And they're like, all right, I'm just, I don't have to prove myself to these people. I'm just going to be completely me this week. And uh, yeah, when you get a whole group of people doing that, it's, it's a great environment to be around. Man, not to use this word again, but pretty metaphorical, <laughs> if you will. Sure. Blank slate living and doing away with maybe 
an identity one created from, you know, a point in their life where they had built walls. And unfortunately, when you build too many walls, you can't scale them, you can't get out of them, there's no doors. What it sounds like through traveling and through these new experiences, that's ultimately what sounds like it happens, which is these walls break down and, and you almost emerge again. And in your case, create that new identity in Costa Rica and one that you're really proud of. And I say this in our episodes and I talk a lot about how identity is where everything comes from. It's where everything starts. So a lot of times people will say they just behave badly or they keep putting themselves in this environment which isn't conducive to whatever it might be. That's all sort of after the fact. Everything starts with that identity and then everything from there builds. So behaviors, values, traits, even environments, putting yourselves in certain types of environments that help foster that identity. And it's really important to be happy with that identity if you want to be happy with the rest of the stuff. It doesn't work in reverse. So it's uh, really cool to hear that, actually, that how you've almost re-engineered your identity in a very good, healthy way that's allowing you to flourish and thrive as it matters to you today and not maybe as it mattered to you as like a 10 or 15-year-old and where a lot of people still carry their identities from those teen years, unfortunately, well into their adult lives. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And it gets gets you out of even the 20, 25. And I assume when I'm 40 or 45 that I'll look back at my identity when I was 30 and have evolved quite a bit since then. And uh, I think that's a, that's a really great thing because I want to aspire to continue to grow. Again, in behavioral psychology, there's six stages of emotional development. And stage one and stage two are what they are. They're basically from your, when you're 10 years old up until about 20 or 30. Unfortunately, a lot of people emotionally will stay in that range and they'll turn 50, 60 or 70 and they're like, how come I'm still doing the same stupid things? Or why am I still feeling the same sense of dissatisfaction? Well, because emotionally you're still carrying the identity of a 15, 20, 25 year old, but you're 70. And so it doesn't serve you anymore. And so that's why it is really healthy every now and again. I don't, it's not like an everyday thing, but every five, 10 years, look at that central figure in the story and be happy with where they've brought you, but it might be time to create a new one. And that's okay. I think there's this negative connotation around creating a new identity in one's life, when in reality, that's going to absolutely hold someone back from developing and becoming everything they can be. I, I could not agree more. Every Think of it this way. Every seven years, all of your cells regenerate themselves. So every cell is, is changing in your body and, and evolving and growing a new one. Just, you know, think of your skin cells. Yeah, that your skin falls off and new skin, and new skin grows or your hair, uh, your hair grows and eventually you cut it or it falls off and, and new hair grows, right? So in seven years, you will literally regrow an entire body. So, and that goes with your brain, your heart, everything is going to be completely different so why not so why not do the same for your mind you know before we kicked off this call i think we were talking about is that ep epigenetics how do, yeah epigenetics epi does that go to epigenetics is that sort of correlated to that at all yeah i mean so epigenetics you're talking about uh so you have genetics right and most people think that like oh geez i got the uh cancer gene that sucks i'm doomed to have 
cancer, right? But really, the the uh, facts of it are is that those genes don't have to be turned on in your body. You can influence your genes by taking good care of yourself, by having the right uh, mindset, by practicing something like gratitude. I know it sounds crazy, but you can turn off those different genes in your body that are are for all these terrible diseases. Uh, you we have control over that now, and it's it's scientifically proven. Um, and you know, depression and anxiety and all these things that people struggle with, those too are affected. Uh, you know. At, the cellular level and so you know doing the things like I mentioned before uh, gratitude and meditation and uh, exercise and getting out in the sun and getting vitamin D drinking enough clean water all those types of things are going to to rebuild that body uh, into the one that you want to uh, power you to do amazing things in your life yeah, it's awesome. And Matt and I were kind of laughing before the show because we were talking about some of the different content pieces we go through in our conversations and epigenetics came up. And so I wanted to give it a quick plug. Uh, it's a fascinating topic and I definitely wanted to nerd out for a minute on that. So Matt, that's a door opening right there. For no, me. sounds good. I'm, I'm happy. I love to dive into the science of things and truly understand it and then of course i forget it after a couple months you know what i mean like i when i studied a lot about epigenetics i knew how to explain it a lot more eloquently than i just did but to me it's about the practicality and yeah i want to develop a, a great understanding of why getting vitamin d is important but i don't need to remember all of the bi biochemistry behind it but i could explain some to you so uh yeah, yeah I, th I think it's important to to the the point is that everyone should be looking at their their health and their mindset and uh, their finances and anything that's important to them that they want to develop over the long term. Well, you got to work at that every day, or else uh, I don't know how they expect to be good at it. You bring up a really interesting point that I wanted to touch on, and that's within every startup, there's usually that gut check moment where you're really borrowing from these resources that you have handy, be it around mindset, finances, diet. Was there ever that gut check moment with under 30 experiences? And how did you say, you know what, we're staying the path and we're moving forward if one ever existed? Yeah, I mean, in early days, uh, we had tough decisions to make because we had under 30 CEO up and running. It was still at its peak at about half a million uh, monthly readers. And then all of a sudden we were monetizing under 30 CEO through our events series, which was under 30 experiences. Uh, but we had to let our foot off the gas because, a gas because we were a team of three people. And so uh, our ad sales started to suffer or we had to take uh, ads on our own site, which were earning us, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars every year, and then plug our own product in there with under 30 experiences and use that as the, uh, the advertising, our ad spots, you know, you only have so many spots that you can use on a website to be able to, to sell. And we had to roll the dice and say, all right, we're going to invest in our own product here and see if this works. And we were really spread thin 
Jared, my co-founder, was working on under 30 CEO full-time. I then became, uh, I then started working on under 30 experiences full-time. And so we were split. And so he had half the uh, manpower over there. I had, you know, just an infant of a product on my side. And what we had to say was, look, let's not have two half-baked ideas. Let's not have two half-baked businesses. I don't want to have two crappy businesses. I want to have one great business. And we just uh, became, yeah, more passionate, right, about under 30 experiences. And we also thought the opportunity was bigger for what we wanted to do and what we wanted to get out of our, get out of our lives. And uh, yeah, we just, we just went for it. And yeah, we had to, we have tough, tough cash flow months and all businesses have to go through that. And uh, we've we've been through a lot over the last five years, but it's it's been very worth it. Staying on that point for a minute, is that where you really start to dig in into lifestyle and getting really good with that? And the reason I ask is I find, and I was speaking with someone yesterday about this, when you create that for lack of a better term, headspace within your day-to-day life. It's not so much about let me feel wonderful for 20 minutes, although that's an added benefit. It's more giving your brain reprieve so that you can come back and really attack your work. It's almost like a using the opposing force to thrust you forward. Did you really start to hone in onto those practices and were those vitally important at the time to to do so to in order to stay focused and not get discouraged and keep the bus moving forward? Absolutely. I mean, I tested myself. I was literally traveling all over the world, working from my laptop, leading people on physical adventures, but then had to make a business run in the background. So it was okay. uh, Be with the group, travel, do all these things that are physically exhausting and then have to have the brain power and the mental capacity to be able to crunch the numbers to make sure that the business still ran and uh, you know productivity habits and those types of things time management started to get really really important to me and i realized that okay the amount of exercise that I got or the amount of sleep that I got or the amount of time I spent actually meditating or what foods I put into my body became critically important to my productivity and my ability to be able to pull these things off because yeah, it was do or die. And so I had to do all the right things. It's really doubling down on that stuff. I think that can separate those that can get through those sort of periods of time that are gut check moments it's do you have your mental capacities about you and do you have good food fueling you and good rest helping you feel better the next day and cleansing the system you know it sounds foofy but it is so incredibly important the second i changed my diet my life and everything else started to change and i started getting this crazy amount of clarity Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that past episode. If you are looking to put these things into practice, I invite you to come next July to Peru and Machu Picchu with me 
and my girlfriend, Luz Garcia, a 1500 hour registered yoga teacher for an amazing retreat that we are putting on. Uh, if you would like more information, check out under30experiences.com and find yoga and Peru. We would love to connect with you further. We have some amazing community events coming up on under30experiences.com. And no, uh, you don't just have to be under 30 years of age. We are an inclusive community rather than an exclusive community. And finally, if you are on the same mission as I am, I would love if you shared this episode with a friend, a friend who needs it, if you can support this podcast that would mean a whole lot to me share it subscribe leave me a five-star review on itunes i would love if you even did it just a little justice and give it a like on our new youtube channel those type of things go a long way in helping other people find great content that is going to help them live happier healthier lives so thank you guys for listening i really appreciate it if you'd like to connect with me, feel free to email me. Give me some feedback, matt at under30experiences.com or hit me up on social media, Matt Wilson TV on just about any social platform. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks.